Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Welcome back, my Mesmerizing Marketing tribe. Today, we're going to be talking about the evolution of influencer marketing from mega influencers to micro influencers and nano influencers. And what we're going to be talking about is, you know, a little bit about the history of influencer marketing and what the concept really is all about, and also the shift from mega influencers to more of a micro and nano influencer type of format. So the mega influencers, those are the ones with like the really big followings and they have hundreds of thousands of followers or even millions of followers. But what we're seeing is more so recently in the past couple of years, we're seeing the rise of micro and nano influencers and micro influencers are influencers that have between a thousand to 50,000 followers. And then nano influencers have less than a thousand followers. Let's talk about micro influencers. So micro influencers may have a smaller following, but their followers are usually more engaged and they can also be within a specific niche or interest type of area. So let's say that you have a micro influencer in the legal industry. So their followers are going to be loyal, even though they don't have a huge following, but the following that they have, those are people that are going to follow them to whatever platforms are going to trust their opinions and recommendations. And because of that, to a brand looking to target a specific audience segment, that makes that particular influencer more attractive. Now let's talk about the nano influencers. Again, those are ones that have less than a thousand followers. And even though they have a small reach, they really tend to have a close knit community and also a highly engaged community and the content that they're putting out there, it can really be relatable. It can be authentic and it's, it's very personal and that helps create that, that trust and relatability with their audience. So let's talk about some of the reasons why this shift has been happening. And one of the major factors has to do with trust and authenticity because the public and audiences are more skeptical of paid partnerships with mega influencers. They are actually more drawn to an influencer that has relatable content that is more genuine and that type of content is usually produced by micro and nano influencers. So these smaller scale influencers have a personal connection with their followers. They might've even met a lot of their followers in real life. Maybe they're part of a community that they have. And because of that, when they're recommending something, their followers take their recommendation as a trusted recommendation. The other thing that's important to note is niche targeting and audience relevance. So 
Micro and nano influencers also have a more focused area of expertise, and that allows brands to target specific audience segments in a better way. So for example, a micro influencer can be a petite influencer. So maybe their audience is everyone that is in the petite market and they're not really of an average or tall height. And that can lead to higher conversion rates and it's ultimately a more effective marketing campaign as well. The other thing to note is the cost effectiveness and ROI. So ROI is return on investment. So when brands are working with micro and nano influencers, it can actually be more cost effective for these brands because these type of influencers are typically charging less for partnerships than their counterparts who may have millions of followers. And the engagement rate can actually be better for a return on investment because they have higher engagement rate than those that have a huge audience, but maybe not so much an engaged audience. So let's dive into the advantages of working with micro and nano influencers. So one of the biggest advantages is, again, the higher engagement rates. And studies have shown that an influencer's following size increases as their engagement rates tend to decrease. So micro-influencers and nano-influencers, they already have high engagement rates because their followers are more vested in their content and their recommendations. All right, the other part is the authenticity and relatability factor. So micro-influencers are seen as being more relatable because they have the close connections with their followers. They're likely to share personal experiences. They're likely to get back to a lot of the comments and that can really create that trust factor with their audience. The other aspect is more targeted audience targeting because these type of influencers have a more focused area of their expertise. It makes it easy for brands to reach that specific audience. And that can also equal higher conversion rates and in turn, a more successful marketing campaign. The other advantage to brands is that these type of collaborations with micro and nano influencers are more cost-effective and budget-friendly because these type of influencers typically charge less for partnerships. So this allows the brands to allocate their marketing budgets more efficiently and then also collaborate with more influencers because they're not having to pay as much, right? And make sure you tune into part B because I'm going to be actually talking about how influencers can negotiate better agreements with the brands as well. And the other concept is about the flexibility and the creative freedom. So these smaller influencers, they're actually more open to experimenting with different types of content and campaign ideas. And they're also willing to work more closely with brands to come up with content that is unique, that's memorable, that really resonates with their audience. And I think they're also not afraid to try new things and see what works best. Okay, and some other best practices for brands when they are collaborating with micro and nano influencers are that it's important to identify the right influencers based on their niche, based on their audience demographics and engagement. Let's say that you're looking for a influencer 
to promote your podcast equipment, well, it makes sense to find an influencer that is a micro or nano influencer in the podcast industry. Perhaps they have their own show. Maybe they have a couple of shows that would make sense. And then the other thing is also making sure that you're using tools and platforms for data and research. So an example would be Upfluence or Hype Auditor. And then the other thing is to really evaluate the authenticity of influencers and know how to identify influencers that have fake followers and fake engagement, because that's not really going to help you when you're doing a brand deal with someone and their audience is really fake or it was purchased. So keep that in mind. Then the other thing that's important is to set clear expectations and guidelines. So that means you have to define the goals and objectives of the collaboration. And then you also have to provide the influencers with the creative guidelines and brief for that particular collaboration, because they need to know what you want them to create. They need to know what types of content is acceptable to you. And if you have any particular hashtags that you want them to use, that should also be in the creative brief. Then the other thing is you want to make sure that you're telling them that if they do have any questions, they can reach back out to you and just leave that line of communication open. Then you also want to make sure that you have a contract in place and disclosure requirements and make sure that the contract really clearly states when the influencer is going to be paid, what the terms are of payment, how they're going to be paid, like through which channel, is it going to be a check in the mail? Do they have to do anything on their end to set up an account, like, you know, link their bank account to get paid, things like that. The other thing to consider is long-term partnerships. So there are benefits to having long-term collaborations with influencers, and that really allows you to build trust and credibility with your audience. And it also allows you to build a relationship with that influencer where when you have a new product launch, you can just go to them and you already have a contract in place or you already, you know, know what the process is. And that can go a lot quicker in getting them on board for a campaign, getting the content that you need and thus promoting your brand, any new product launches, things like that. The other thing that's important too is to track and analyze the campaign performance. So that means that you want to establish KPIs and metrics to evaluate the success, things like engagement rate, conversions, return on investment. Then you can also use tools and analytics for tracking, such as Google Analytics and Tap Influence. And then the other thing is adapting and optimizing the campaign based on the data that you're looking at to make sure that you're optimizing campaigns with the information as you learn and then you can grow. I want to talk about user generated content, which is usually called UGC, and that really helps in building that trust and authenticity. And you can incentivize UGC creators through things like contests, giveaways, and other fun things that you can put to motivate them. And then also you can repurpose UGC for brand marketing efforts as well. Now, I want to go over a case study of how a particular brand has used micro-influencers to grow their brand and to, you know, really leverage the power of micro-influencers. 
So I'm sure you guys, if you are into beauty and fashion, you probably have heard of Glossier. Well, Glossier is a beauty brand and they made a name for themselves by leveraging micro-influencers. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to create authentic connections with their target audience. They wanted to increase their brand awareness. And of course, they wanted to drive sales through word of mouth marketing. And what they did is they set out to partner with micro influencers who resonated with their brand values and also had strong engagement with their audiences. So instead of partnering up with the top tier influencers, Glossier chose to focus on beauty enthusiasts, makeup artists, skincare experts, and these type of influencers who all had a smaller, however, very highly engaged following list. And then these influencers, their following can range anywhere from a thousand to 50,000 followers. And each of them might have like a different style, a different voice, but that style and voice still aligns with Glossier's brand identity. And the other thing is like campaign strategies and execution. So let's talk about that. What's important in this is it's important to identify with authentic micro influencers who shared the brand's values and the aesthetic. So that's what they did. Then they also encourage influencers to share their personal experiences with Glossier products. And that helped create more relatable content for their followers. And then also it's important to support influencers by giving them product samples, allowing them exclusive access to new launches and new opportunities. And that's just a perk for them being an influencer for Glossier. Then the other thing is amplifying influencer content through their own social media channels and their websites. And then that's helped them to expand their reach. And then they've also encouraged user generated content by resharing customer posts and creating hashtags such as hashtag Glossier IRL. And then that's one that fans can use in real life. And then some of the key takeaways from Glossier's strategy of working with micro influencers is that they saw significant growth in brand awareness, customer loyalty, and sales. And their approach to partnering with authentic and relatable micro influencers really help them create this, you know, trust factor and also build a community around their brand, which made it more appealing to their target audience. So this is a case study that I hope you found useful. And if you are an influencer wanting to know how to negotiate a brand deal, well, listen to part two of the influencer series. So make sure you download the episode after this and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is Marketing Expert. And also join her Mesmerizing Marketing Club also on Clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing. 